Now for our story. When Mario Descari fled from home after a jealous quarrel with his wife, he'd believed himself to be a murderer. His only thought was to lose himself in the city, to hide. Chance had brought him to the cheap rooming house owned by Anna Bartok. Anna, only a few years older than Mario's wife, who, like Carla, had dark eyes and heavy dark hair, had given him a job working as janitor. As the days passed, she watched him. She was curious about this handsome young man. She was attracted to him. And yet it was far stronger than mere attraction. Mario stirred in this girl, whose life had already hardened her, a memory of something she might have believed in once. A different person she might have become. She began to dream of the different life she might have if Mario would stay. Tonight she had gone to his basement room. He was fearful now that Mario knew there was nothing to stop him from returning home. She accused him of planning to leave. He said maybe there was something to keep you here. I don't believe it, though. You'll go back to your hometown to Wakefield. I told you I wouldn't, and I meant it. No, you go back, all right. Back to that farm you got on your mind all the time. Back to that wife of you. I don't want to see her ever again. You'd probably like to believe that, Mario. But you can't make it stick. I know you better. You think you know a lot about me, don't you? Yeah. You think you know everything just because you've been around a lot. Known a lot of guys. Don't be too sure you understand me. Maybe I'm different from the men you've known. You are. That's just what I'm saying, Mario. Only I figure you're trying to make yourself be somebody you're not. Oh, that don't make sense. Who am I trying to be? You're trying to be a... I am a tough guy. I don't have to try. Sure, you're strong, so you're not afraid. I don't mean it that way. Then what do you mean? Well, first of all, you're, you're not the kind of man who scatters himself around. You know what I mean? Some guys, they're different things to different people. Maybe it's because they're not sure what they really are inside. So they, they keep shifting according to whoever they're with. That's what they call adaptability. No, I call it being a weak sister. You don't think that's what I am, do you? No, you'd stick to your guns once you've made up your mind. Yeah? Then why don't you believe me when you say I'm never going back? Because I don't believe you've made up your mind, not really. Not inside. Look, you lived on that farm most of your life, didn't you? Except for a little trip I took for Uncle Sam. A little trip that lasted four years. All right, I'm not counting the time you were in the army. You're just going to toss that off, are you? Well, maybe you can. It's not something I'm going to forget in a hurry. I know, but it don't count because I know that all the time you were overseas, you were still thinking about that farm. About your wife. Yeah. I was a sucker, all right. Don't you see? Other guys batted around, had themselves a good time. But all you thought about was your home where you belonged. And your woman. Maybe so, but that's over now. I learned my lesson. You just think you did. I ought to know, shouldn't I? What kind of a dope do you think I am? Think I'll sit back and take that kind of stuff forever? I think you're a one-track man. Once you love, once you have a friend, well, it's important to you. You don't just toss it over. What about once I hate? I guess you'd hang on to that, too. Once you did. It would take an awful lot to make you hate. Oh, you're crazy, Anna. You talk like a high school kid. What are you trying to sell me, anyhow? I notice you haven't lived that way. So far as I can see, you've gotten along okay. 
Oh, no, I haven't. Not really. I just acted like I felt that way because it seemed like that was the only way to get along. Sure you did, and you were right. It's the only way. you got to be smart. Got to jump on the other guy before he gets it on you. Oh, I hate to hear you talking like that. It don't sound right. Well, it sounds funny to me hearing you give out with all this sweetness and light. What's the matter with you? You're losing your grip? You think I'm just a hard-boiled chipmunk, don't you? The sort of baby you can kick all over the lot and it don't matter because she's used to it. You want me to think you're a saint? Do I have to be one thing or the other? Are you such a cluck you don't know there's something in between? Maybe a decent human being would like to live like one? No, you just want to look at the top layer. Pretend that's all there is to it. It's easier that way, ain't it? Saves you a lot of trouble. And all the time I've been trying to help you, trying to keep you from making the same mistakes I made. I told you in the first place not to bother. I didn't ask for any help, did I? No, you didn't ask for any help, but you kept me awake night after night, pacing up and down this room like an animal in a cage. I figured you was unhappy. I was sorry for you. Don't worry about me. I'll get along. You go ahead and mind your business, and I'll take care of mine. You're right. That's what I should do. Fine. Why don't you? I will. After you get out of here. You want me to leave? Look, I thought we went through this. This time I mean it. I wish you'd go any place. Just let me alone. Okay, if that's what you want. If you haven't anything to pack, all I have to do is put my shaving stuff in my pocket. Got my change. My wallet. There. One big advantage of traveling life. So long, Anna. I said, uh, so long. Wait a minute. Wait? What for? Don't go, Mario. Don't go, please. I shouldn't have said that. Please come back. Come here, Mario. You have a hard time making up your mind, don't you? Yeah. Yes, I do. But it's made up now, Mario. Once and for all. I'll play it any way you want if you'll just stay. Honest, Mario, it'll be just the way you want. From now on. The young man whose disappearance had caused so much unhappiness in Wakefield, to Carla, his wife, to Bill Mead and his fiancée, Peggy Douglas, walked slowly across the room toward Anna Bartok. And at that same moment in the kitchen of the Lane farmhouse, Aunt Mary and her son Randy are discussing the effects of Mario's absence, which their own little family felt so deeply only this evening. Peggy, after a sad good night to Bill, had gone to her room. Aunt Mary and her son are having a last cup of coffee together before retiring. Well, I never expected the evening to turn out the way it did. Mm-hmm. Peggy was so excited this afternoon, getting things ready. Yeah. She expected it to be a very happy occasion. Poor kid. I know, Randy. And think how David felt. Yeah. He hated to tell them that Bill was to lose his job at the bank. But we both agreed it was better to tell the youngsters where they stood without delaying. As it turned out, perhaps it's just as well. Bill certainly isn't letting himself feel defeated, is he? Well, I'll say he's not defeated. In fact, I've never seen that guy with such a determined glint in his eye. Well, Randy, Bill's easygoing, but he's never been a softie, you know. I didn't mean to imply he was, Mom. I think he's inclined to be pretty much of an optimist, sort of goes along hoping things will work themselves out. Well, this time, Bill intends to make them work out. Yeah. 
More credit to him. I guess he's the kind of a guy who takes just so much and no more. And since that boy has decided to take things into his own hands, Randy, I think we're going to see the fur fly. Well, he sure got his dander up. I think it's swell you're going with him to Chicago. When you think of trying to find Mario in a city that size, it might be pretty discouraging. I'm glad you're going to go along and help pep him up. Well, it'll be easier to face a task like that if he's not alone. But that's not the reason I decided to go, Randy. I have a hunch about something that... Well, I'll tell you more about that later. Okay, Ma. Say, when do you think you'll leave for Chicago? I'd like to leave right away. But there's something I have to clear up here in Wakefield first. Oh. Well, look, if there's anything I can do to help you so you can leave that much sooner... I... I believe there is a way you can help, Randy. In fact, I think you're the very person who can. Aunt Mary was thinking of something Dr. Larrabee had told her. The psychiatrist had explained the importance of a certain incident in Kit Calvert's childhood. The frustration she'd experienced because of a separation from a playmate who had represented love and security to the lonely child. Mary Lane was certain that playmate in Kit's past had been her own son, Randy. If Randy were willing to help, it might make a great difference in Kit's recovering her mental health. 